0: Now he's your host and career success expert Rebecca Allen. Ladies, welcome on in. I'm absolutely delighted today. I have Angela Sago Krentzel with me. Hi Angela. Hi, how are you? I'm very good, thank you. How are you? I'm looking forward to our conversation. Very much so. It's really good. <laughs> yes, I um, I met Angela at uh, an inspiring girls international event that we were both mentoring at, and we got chatting. And you know me, I like a chat. And as soon as I sort of uh, started getting chatting with Angela, I realised that we had lots in common and a kind of keen interest in supporting women and, in, uh, you know, giving advice and practical help to women. So I asked Angela if she could come and join me on the podcast. And here we are.
1: Right, thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: So um, Angela is a, a partner at PwC in Melbourne, um, here in Australia. And we got talking about this idea of inclusive leadership. And it's one of these things that is being talked about an awful lot now, of course, it's so important, But I thought it would be really interesting just to get Angela's perspective on what inclusive leadership really means, like from a practical perspective. So, Angela, I would love to hear from you as to what your thoughts, experiences are with the importance, if you like. Let's start with that first, the importance of inclusive leadership.
1: Yeah, you're right. It's such a talked about topic these days. And it's one of those things that I I reflect on often, thinking, why are we talking about it so much and why is it so important? And really, when you look around our workplaces these days, our workplaces are so unique and diverse, and it's such a beautiful thing that we have this different and diverse group of people coming together in our respective workplaces. With that, of course, comes the fact that we're all bringing our own perspectives and experiences and um, biases in some respects to the table and how do we work together to make sure that we're all playing to our strengths and that we're all being respectful of each other and creating space and making each other feel comfortable to bring our whole selves to the workplace to me that is the essence of inclusivity um, and in the work that I do of course it is we do have very large and diverse teams, and it becomes even more important to make sure that we really are tapping into everybody's potential and bringing it together in, in a whole manner. That that's that's the essence of it for me, and yeah. that's what I I'm I would love to see that we could all achieve in our workplaces and in ourselves. That that's that's where it lands for me.
0: Yeah, because the thing is, is in my experience, you know, I grew up overseas, I grew up in Hong Kong, and there were kids from literally every different corner of the globe in our school. Mm -hmm. And the thing that I always found so fascinating in that environment was that everybody had different stuff to talk about, different cultural experiences, different things going on in their homes, different traditions, different everything. And it made for a really interesting, rich conversation. So I've, I've always thought that that really should be how it always is. But of course, as I've grown up, I've realized that that's not the case. And that um, it's actually a fight sometimes to make sure that we do have this balance of experience and balance of expertise and balance of how we think. I've really seen the value of cognitive diversity and, and how important it is. Because you can come from the same school, but actually, I and mean, be from totally different um, backgrounds, for example, but think the same because you've been trained the same. If you make yeah, if- exactly right. So, so the thing that I think is really interesting in teams and inclusivity, whether that's how you think or whether that's how you communicate, because there's obviously the difference too between extroversion and introversion, and right. how important it is to make sure that all those voices and all those ways of thinking are included in the conversation.
1: That's right. That's exactly right. And and that's that's exactly that's exactly it. You're, you're right. That. Just because we all come from the same school or we've all come from the same country even doesn't necessarily mean that we communicate in the same way, doesn't necessarily mean that we have the same confidence in how we, we show up um, and can we create space for those differences? And I think for myself, reflecting on how I'm working with people, my clients, my teams, you know, my colleagues, the, the, the whole gambit of people that you're working with, am I challenging myself enough? Am I self-aware enough of my own, I said before, biases, but my own biases, my own preconceived ideas? When I meet someone, am I making an assumption about something that I haven't quite tested or challenged well enough to have that assumption? Am I asking questions? Am I showing curiosity enough? Am I actually trying to make the time to understand someone else's perspective and not think that my way is the right way? We all think our way is right. Absolutely. But, and maybe we do have merit, but are we creating an opportunity to learn and to actually, you know, benefit from the diversity of thought, the diversity of experience, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera? Yeah. I yeah. think it's so mandatory, yeah.
0: Yeah, I was actually explaining this concept to my kids not long ago. And um, it was funny. And I thought, how do I explain this in a simple way? And I said to them, OK, so you've got a room full of green people and mm. all the green people talk about is green things. <laughs> and all they hear is green things. Yeah. And I said, that's kind of what it's like when you don't have variety in the conversation and different people with different experiences. Everything's just green. That was my way of describing it to an 11 and um, six year old. <laughs> And but to be honest, that is kind of what it is. It's like if you just want the same results and the same thinking and the same problem solving and the same decision making, then just keep employing the same people with the same perspectives. But if you want to challenge and you genuinely want to innovate, then you absolutely need to be open, like you say, to the fact that we all have our own biases, that we all intrinsically want to be correct. But to have that open minded view that actually I might be wrong or somebody else might have something uh, better to add to my idea and make it stronger or it's it's about not being fragile and thinking that the ego really really matters and being open to the the idea that other people could have other really interesting pieces of value to add
1: that's right that's right I'm going to embrace that and I'm going to implement that I'm not just going to pay lip service to the fact that I'm there. I'm going to actually reflect on it and say you know what there was merit in that and hopefully have the humility to say I can take that on, and I can, I can, I can do better in whatever uh, the circumstance is.
0: I love that. And obviously, if we're all green and having green ideas and green thoughts and all this kind of stuff, then it's easy and it's quick.
1: Because the thing I've also seen inclusivity so, takes work and effort. Exactly right. Exactly, it takes it takes effort and it takes. Um, I know it's a, it's a bit of a buzzword, but it takes mindfulness. It takes. Deliberate mindfulness to 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 catch yourself in those moments that you need to to really pause and think about how you're integrating each other. Um, yes, it, it it does take work, uh, but it needs to be done. It's essential work, in my view. Yeah. What do you see in your
0: experience, Angela, as the benefits, like
1: to the individual
0: members of a team who feel heard, who feel like their ideas are valuable and they, they matter. What do you see being the impact on the individuals themselves but also on the impact of the team?
1: On the individual, I think it, 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 it speaks to their confidence, doesn't it? It speaks to them understanding that they are heard. They're also being authentic in the way that they can come to work or whatever space they're moving in. They're feeling valued as a human being. That allows them to continue to freely express themselves and tap into their own potential, bring their own innovation, their own ideas. It just it, it generates, it gives them life to go out, go forth and do what they do best, and that's that's the beauty of it. Um, and I, I do see it. You do see it in your teams where people are not heard and they're really struggling to find their place in in their career or their, what what they're passionate about, etc. Versus those workplaces where you are creating space for their unique or my unique um, skills, abilities, etc. And the thriving that can happen from that. It's it's just it's it's magic. It really is magic that that that, you know you create space for a person to be authentic. Um, But then coming around the table with these ideas, like you said, innovation, you know, it, it brings life to new Ideas that it, it brings different perspectives. It brings different solutions. Um, they say a problem, halved, a problem shared is a problem half. You know, it is that it is that it is the sharing. It's that everyone's comfortable to respectfully bring ideas and together produce a better result for yes. our teams, our clients, whoever, whoever you're working with. Um, and I, and to my mind, it really does work well when we're working together respectfully it really does
0: and the thing I mean from a coaching perspective I look at that and that's really fascinating what you've described Angela because the dynamic of what you've described is really about ensuring that certain values like deep values are actually met so engagement for me is the, the buzzword the top line image of what we're trying to achieve but actually the way you deliver engagement is through inclusion because inclusion is all about belonging it's about collaboration And it's about validation and if you're in an environment where you feel validated and recognized for your inputs and for your value and you feel like you belong to something bigger than just you and that you're all on the same path and that collaboration where you can share and there's that safety to share i think is an important aspect of that another buzzword psychological safety Um, safety. (laughs) but you know for me that's what it really is it's you know engagement is a wonderful idea but how you deliver is through inclusion.
1: What are your thoughts around around that? I I completely agree. I Completely agree. And I think it it has as as you were saying that I was just reflecting on the part that when someone is feeling that sense of belonging they I feel like you switch from being in this defensive mode or this reactive mode um trying to you're always trying to impress or you're trying to um, make sure that your point is heard you're in this sort of always responding mode to sitting comfortably and feeling like you've got a seat at the table i, I can sit comfortably i feel within myself i feel that i can express my view without fear of you know retribution or someone saying something or it, it, it's it's just that it's that concept of feeling wanted and feeling valued as you said that it's it's so it's so integral to this for mm-hmm. the individual and then for you know the collective
0: yeah yeah and i think the thing that's interesting is i think it accumulates so conversations i've had with clients where they've been working on their inclusion strategies and how do i mm-hmm. do this like practically which i would love to talk to you about next is how do we actually deliver it but it's that idea that it compounds so you have this approach you're trying to you know make sure that it's more inclusive that people are being heard um and the, the feedback that i've heard is that what happens is is that you, you you start the process off and then the next time you all get together it's that bit easier to a do the inclusion but also for people to share and it compounds again so the more people feel validated the more people feel like they're safe to be in that environment the faster you get to really great ideas the faster you get to collaboration the faster you get to that collective thought um yeah yeah Yeah. so Angela like how if somebody's listening now and she's thinking okay of course I want to be an inclusive leader you know we all want to strive for this we all want to be better how in a practical sense like could you give a few tips as to how you think in your experience you could be a more inclusive leader what sort of strategies could you employ in a a team
1: meeting for example yeah it's it's a good it's a good question and I'm speaking from, I guess, the perspective of a corporate environment um, and a, a team environment, so that, that's kind of the perspective that I come to it with. But it is, it's the, it's the little things, isn't it? It's the, when we come to a team meeting, have we introduced everybody? Have we given everybody a chance to at least say who they are? If I'm in a client meeting and you've got, um, I'm often there with, new graduates who come in and the, the perception is oh you know they come to take the notes or something similar to that effect they're part of the meeting they also need to be introduced and valued as part of the meeting um beforehand if you're if they if if you feel that it's warranted to give them a heads up that you'll be doing that to make them feel comfortable so they know that you know you're going to be introduced going to say a couple of words are they comfortable about that I often do that For you, perhaps if you've said that someone's a little bit more introverted and they need a bit of time to get used to the idea that in a team meeting we're going to go around and, and say our names um, you give them a heads up about that accordingly um, it's it's making sure that when you're thinking about uh, events that are in our calendar for example Christmas or whatever the case may be not everyone in the team may not may Celebrate that in the same way. Have you had? Have you thought about how that might land on another team member, um, and what holidays are important to them uh, that we can we can make and space for, and have some an awareness to? Something that we've done recently in our team is having people talk about what their um, holiday season might look like for them, um, or. Indeed, what other holidays are significant for them mm-hmm. and helping us understand. And then for me personally, asking questions if it's in a one-on-one conversation and I want to know more, asking respectful questions to, to get a sense and understand uh, and, and challenge my thoughts. And it Sometimes we get, or certainly I do, I get a little bit mindful that I don't want to say something that's wrong potentially or that I don't want to say too much. But I think if you come at it with a curious mindset and a real sense of understand, wanting to understand and wanting to connect, mm. I think that shines through, and you get the permission as you build the rapport with the person yeah. to ask and understand more and get to get a sense of who they are yeah. and what works for them. And so I know I'm throwing no, very out there, but but these are the little things. And then for me. Um, as, you know, in a, in a more senior role, when I'm interacting with my teams, being mindful of the fact that, okay, um, they some people will see you as, as a senior person to them. They might not feel comfortable to challenge your, your view on things. So how do you create space to, for them to feel that they can do that? And that is really having a conversation and telling them how valued, <laughs> I, I appreciate their point of view and that I am wrong. Very often, Mm. (laughs) they, us sharing together as a team supports me and equally I can support them. It is a two way street. So being open about that is, is very, is very important to me. And it's something that I do every single day, try as much as I can. Let's be open about these. Let's, let's, let's all share that we're all here vulnerable and trying to do our best. Yes. And none of us can get the answers. (laughs) really don't I certainly don't isn't
0: that wonderful to take that pressure off yourself to you know you can can be an expert you don't have to know everything you don't have to you know you can be both Um, that's right that's exactly right that's exactly right the thing that I think is really interesting about what you're describing is I see a lot of meetings um, around process and producing results so it's like we're getting together we're going through this process to mm. have the conversation and we want an outcome it's about the result right Producing. Yeah. it so it's like two Ps but there kind of needs to be this additional P that happens first which is people mm. which is there are people in the room you know and we yeah we're here to deliver for the organization and yeah we're here to deliver results but there are people in the room who are doing it we're not robots right and Absolutely. I think the piece that is so important about inclusion is to acknowledge the fact that we're all people we're all human beings yeah with feelings and stuff going on outside of work and things that we value, things that really matter deeply to us um, outside of work as well as inside of work. And recognition is such a major, major fact and part of that process when it comes to the work that we do. Yes. So I think recognition is so important. Acknowledgement, like you say, acknowledgement of who you are in the room, yes. acknowledgement of, of the value you're offering to the to the group, And I think, like you say, being open to the fact that we're all in this together, and we've all got stuff that we can offer. All that you know, yeah. all of us have got value that we can offer to conversation. Whether it's building on somebody else's idea or adding a new idea, whatever it might be, or challenging an idea. And I think,
1: I think inclusion right. has to be about challenge, doesn't it? Hundred percent. Hundred percent is it's integral part of it. Hundred percent. Yeah. Otherwise, we just it. get all
0: the green conversation again. You know, we need to
1: have the variety. Yeah, and I know we could talk about this for for, for all day. Right? <laughs> we I just love that piece that you said about recogni- recognition as well because um, to my mind as well, it is that, that other part that when we do get the results for, you know, the project, the client, whatever the case may be, spending that time to also, with the team, recognise that there was a team effort or it was actually X's individual that, that came up with that idea whoever they are, giving them the, 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 letting them see the value of their output is yes. important. I think it's important for the for leaders, it's important for everybody to really in- include that in what we do as part of our practice. It can be a simple thank you. It doesn't even need to be anything, you know, simple major. It's just taking that time so that people feel valued and heard and creating that confidence again, as I said, to to continue. Um, for bringing themselves to to the, to the table.
0: Yeah, it's just brilliant. I mean Angela, thank you so much. I just think there's so much useful ideas, so many useful ideas rather in that um, in that conversation. And thank you so much for coming on the show. I so appreciate you coming on.
1: You're always welcome. Thank you. <laughs>
0: I hope you got an absolute stack of value, as I did from that conversation with Angela about inclusive leadership. I think it's a skill set that we should all be developing and looking to continuously improve as we move through the journey that is leadership. And look, if you're looking for support in your career and you're looking to get ahead, you're looking to get promoted, to get the recognition you absolutely deserve, then that is 100% where we come in. We are a career and personal branding and leadership coaching business, and we work with our clients to help them raise their visibility and credibility within their organizations. So if you want to get started and you just want to find out some more information, this place to get started is to go to Rebecca's Freegift.com. You can download one of our most popular downloads, The Seven Habits of Female Execs Who Get Promoted. It's very much about giving you that practical insight as to how to help yourself and to support yourself and to get the advocacy that you need to help you build your career and build your presence and take your career to that next level. So go to com and get your copy now. And I absolutely can't wait to see you next week.